TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. Damien Kristoff will be joining us. I hope <laughs> in the next 30 minutes on this interview. He's fashionably late. The he star. is. He is. The rock star has to come late. And, uh, but he's on another call and he said start without him. So that's what exactly what we're doing because we have to keep on time because we are, we are busy people and uh, we don't want to keep our special guests waiting. Uh, you know, so that's why we're going to head on to because I'm really interested in this topic because it's, it's brand new. We never talked about this on the wellness guy show. I'm really excited about this. So who we have on uh, is a guy named Shane Stott. And Shane is the co-founder of Zen Float Company. And he's also the best-selling author of The Float Tank Cure. And I met Shane long, uh, probably about a year and a half ago, I would say, uh, at a seminar. And we just hit it off. And uh, he's part of the Mastermind Talks uh, uh, group that I'm actually part of. And he is a legend of a guy, just a downright amazing human being. And uh, I just love what he stands for. But his company, what he's done, he's that he's able to, you know, really create this amazing thing called Zenflow. And I'm sure he'll talk a little bit about it. It's been, you know, you see that the product has been on Yahoo, it's been on MSN, it's been on ABC, it's been on Kickstarter. Uh, it's been really trending for quite some time over the last couple of years. And it's just an amazing product. And he's here on the Wellness Guys show to talk about the power of floating. Welcome to the Wellness Guys show. Man, thanks for the introduction. That was quite the introduction. That was impressive. I don't know if that was me for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, Shane, I mean, let's, let's face it. I mean, you've been featured on ABC, MSN, New York Times, and Yahoo. I mean, those are some big known publicity things there to really just add to the value of what you're actually doing. So, Shane, tell us about, um, maybe just tell us about what floating is for those people who don't actually know what floating is. Yeah, totally. So, uh, there's so many different types of float tanks. Just imagine a chamber. Uh, big enough where you could lay down in it, and it has 10 inches of heavily salted water. So you lie down on your back and you float up to the surface. What's cool about these chambers is they're light proof, so you don't see anything. Uh, your ears are underwater in a quiet place, so you don't hear anything. And effectively, it's, it's removing all, all of the senses that you normally function with. Um, and what people are finding is just this therapy when they, when they mix it with either meditation or even thinking, spiritual exploration, it's just super powerful. And the science is just getting behind it where it's way more powerful than meditation alone. So it's this really cool new therapy. That's the awesome. best way I could explain it. It's, hey, Brett, it's like a cave uh, without the water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a spaceship. <laughs> it's fascinating. Like I've done it before, and I'll talk a little bit later about the experience of it because it, it's a fascinating experience. And as I said, kind of weird at first, but kind of awesome afterwards. But the first question I've got for you, Shane, is um, why is it that we need it? Like, it, it doesn't seem like something that is particularly natural for people, um, but I guess much of our environment isn't natural for people. So so why is it in our sort of modern environment that we need to have something like this where we do have this sense of, I guess, sensory deprivation? Yeah, I, I kind of have a theory on it, and it feels like um, just with technology and connection nowadays, it feels like we are absolutely overloaded, and it just feels overwhelming, and I feel like floating is the polar opposite of this overwhelming state that so many of us find ourselves in because i mean honestly just the amount of notifications you get on your phone is ridiculous at times and you have to force yourself to turn it off but it's it's like going backwards it's disconnecting people and getting them out of their head out of the out of the just craziness of life connections beeps and buzzes and appointments and I, it's it's i can see why it's trending it's it's just taking people back 
it's really cool. Hey Shane, this is Damien here. I'm here, and you know, I'm I'm one of the welders guys as well. So I'm sorry for being. Hey, late. what's up, man? Hey, man. <laughs> I love floating. Um, I I I do it every week or so. Um, oh, I, awesome. I do, but I, I do it in a big room, and so it's like a big room. The bath is a, it's quite large. You can kind of push yourself around from edge to edge to you know top to toe. It's not like a little pod, and I I really love the feeling of just that deadly silence like the the sense of weightlessness and and sometimes i fall asleep and uh, and i think it's it, and I, I do feel really rejuvenated but one of the things that i do feel afterwards is sometimes a little bit buzzy and i don't know whether it's just my mind quietening down or if that's something to do with the magnesium you know whatever it actually is but is that something that people would actually feel is that something is that a reason why people should go so, so they feel buzzy i have so buzzy that is that kind of like a, a high like a floater's high yeah, well, maybe I don't. It's kind of it's like it, it it's a buzzy kind of uh, sensation in my body. Like a, it's it's like a energetic but relaxed kind of feeling. Like I I go there with this intention to kind of just relax and chill out and kind of recenter and ground myself, um, and, and to kind of escape all of the noise, like what you were just talking about before. But I feel really buzzy. Like I feel like yeah, got to get moving. I don't know what it is. Like it's hard they, to actually they, explain. They call it the post float glow, but people. Yeah. Honestly, you know, <laughs> is that what it is? No, I thought yeah. it was just a But uh, no, that's good. People come out and they just look like they just took a thousand pounds off their shoulders, and they just seem like nothing's like they're just not overloaded and stressed. And it's and such a short time in a in a tank or a room. The rooms are really cool, by the way. Um, it's it's a powerful therapy, and it doesn't seem like it would be powerful because it's nothing, but it really is. So Shane, you're talking about so it's a it's not just a it's about the floating obviously, but it's this is the deprivation of any stimulus like the sound and the light. Is that important part of the process? Oh, oh yeah, I think that's like priceless. So honestly, um, Buddhist monks, you know, study and train for years meditating to to close off the outside world and to get purely in you know the thoughtless space. Whereas when you get in a float tank, you you naturally turn off all of those stimulating. The noises, the the dog bark, the buzz of your phone—you turn off all that naturally, so it's so much easier to get deeper. So it's definitely a tool for that. So Shane, what's the secret to a good float? Because my first experience of it was—you know, you sort of get in the tank, and yeah, it's weird at first because there is sort of total sensory deprivation. Like even the water, because it's so salty, you almost don't really feel it. And uh, but the the thing that I found most challenging when I first started was actually bumping into the edge of the tank. So it's like I felt like I yeah. sort of just start to relax. <laughs> hey Brad, you're not supposed you're not head. supposed to swim, right? You're not supposed to kick. I know. Just so you know. <laughs> and then, no and then I just start to relax again, and then my feet would hit the other end, and it took me a while to like get over that. Like it was kind of doing my head in a little bit. I kept thinking about it, um, but obviously got past that. But but is, are there any secrets to doing it well? Um, honestly, uh, the habit is is good. You'll as far as the mental state. Um, but bouncing into walls after you, after you kind of learn to just really relax, usually just your natural heartbeat and breathing seems to send off little waves off your body and kind of center you. Um, but if if you have to move or you know scratch something or whatever, it's like uh, it sometimes can send your body off <laughs> into a wall or something. It's weird. But yeah, if you if you practice and you go enough and you're very comfortable with it. You'll be so still that your natural body, you know, rhythms, heartbeat, breathing should center you. Um, but a little more on that. Uh, honestly, the best thing you can do for floating is if right now, if we were talking about going to the gym, 
they could be like, oh, you know, go try the gym, you know, go see how it feels. And someone could go and they'd feel really good their first time to the gym or even their second or third time. But if you go to the gym as a habit, it seems like that's when the real benefits come. And it's the same with floating. The real benefits come just in your life, all happening all around you with the floating habit. It's And it's hard to pin exactly why, but it's just like it lifts so much weight off and the stress goes out. And if you're floating regularly, you're probably getting a taste of that now. That's kind of a metaphor for almost everything else, isn't it, Shane? Because from a chiropractic perspective, if you go once, you know, it might feel good. You might get better. Um, but if you, you know, involve chiropractic as part of your life, you're going to feel better. If you have one great meal, um, that would taste good and that's your jacuzzi experience. But as Lawrence would say, but if you eat regularly great meals, then obviously you're going to start to notice the benefits long term. So I think this sounds like one of those things that you could implement into your lifestyle. It's going to be you know, a wonderful thing that's going to enhance your well-being and, you know, keep you calm and, and, and maybe help you with your zen a little bit. I think, you know, much the same as, say, yoga might be or a massage could be, um, those sorts of things. Would I be right in saying that you could do this for the whole of your life? Oh, for sure. And and anytime people ask me how often should I go, I'm like, don't start going, you know, every other day and spend all your money floating. Just pick a habit you can stick with because that's how you're going to get the real benefit. So, yeah, I I definitely feel like uh, just that even if you went monthly and just got used to that clocking out, it would be much more powerful than a week worth, you know? So what's the process? Like what happens to you? What do you do? Is there a ritual or is there something sort of planning that we should do to actually flow? You know, like I'm thinking about, you know, for us uh, as human beings now to disconnect from the from the world that's hard enough just to be able to listen to our own voices right you and i you know we're oh, serious and it's like just having a conversation with your own voice it's it's sometimes uh scary and so that's why people don't actually go and want to do it but you know when you go in a float tank with no light no sound and you're just floating there your weightlessness there's got to be like do you think of anything it's like meditation right so do you have a process that you go through or recommend people to go through yeah, I'm glad you asked this. So I totally have the hamster wheel in my head, and it's sometimes very, very hard for me to turn it off. Uh, oftentimes when I'm going to hop in a float, I, for me, I have two types of floats. One, I'm going to go in and think because it's extra powerful in a float tank. It's like your body doesn't have to pay attention to all the details so you can think better. But oftentimes I will want to go in and I'm going to want to meditate and turn off the thoughts. So I found a method that worked really good for me, and it works good for a lot of people. So when you hop in, you 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 inhale and exhale and you you visualize your breath and you see it coming in and filling up your lungs. But what you do is you count each in and out as, uh, as you're counting. So you go 100 and then in out 99, in out 98, 97. And what you do is if you lose track of the count, you go back to 100. And I could swear to you that after a while, after starting over a few times, your brain stops. It, it realizes that it's like, oh, I don't want to break this cycle. I don't want to fight this. And then by the time you get down to zero, uh, it's you can usually keep it turned off and just totally focus on just the way your body feels and the way it just it, you can keep focusing on your breath. But that's how I found the easiest way to turn it off because it's hard sometimes. Yeah, and my experience, Shane, was that I kind of felt like I did both. Like as I said, you know, I, I don't want to give a bad impression of the float because I said about bumping into the sides. But you know, once I got over that. Then I found I got to the stage where I had heaps of thoughts going on in my head and, and I was sort of working through all this stuff that I, I don't know, maybe I hadn't invested the time to, to sit down and, and work through. And, and then I felt like once I'd worked through all that stuff, then I got to the stage where I was able to have the little bit of peace as well. Is that a common experience for people with a float? Yeah, that's very, very, very common. In fact, Joe Rogan has a very, 
very famous video where he kind of explains what it's like to float. And that's how he says he gets in and kind of works through all his thoughts. And then he starts to really clock out. And so it's very common. With um, the float, do you ever hear of um, anybody having a negative experience? So the very first time I floated, I was asked all these questions, you know, is this, you know, do you feel, do you feel this do you feel that you know how you're feeling you know did, did you notice that you, you your mind couldn't slow down and you might find that you're a bit you know lightheaded when you get into the car be careful not to drive these are some of the things that were told to me after my first float um, yeah. but most people I, I would have thought would find it relatively innocuous so we wouldn't find it to be you know too challenging are there any any reasons why people wouldn't benefit from a float or is there any reason why somebody shouldn't do a float yeah, the the warnings sometimes make it seem a little weird, but um, honestly, the 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 big one that I hear is usually people with claustrophobia. They're just like, no way, I'm just not going to get in that, even though they want the benefits that come with it. Um, and what what we usually tell people, and the float centers tell people, is even if you're getting in the tank with the door wide open, you're still going to get a lot of just those relaxing zero gravity benefits, and and uh, the excuse me, the sodium intake. So it's like. Uh, Pretty much anyone can, but yeah, claustrophobia is the one where they're going to have issues because it is, it's a, it's a, well, you, you go in a room, but it still feels like a closed space because it's pitch black. And what about music, Shane? I know the, the tank that I went to, they would tend to play music for sort of maybe the first 10 minutes just to sort of calm you and work your way into it before they went to the total silence. So I, I guess that's just because, you know, in our modern world, we're not used to that sensory deprivation and it might sort of freak people out to jump straight into it. But do, do you, when you're doing it regularly and you're doing it at home, do you use music at all or do you just go straight into the silence? As you go straight in the silence, but yeah, most centers, you go in and they got something playing for five minutes to kind of wind down, which is nice, especially if you're starting. So that's cool. Shane, I noticed that there's a lot of people who are starting to embrace floating, a lot of uh, NFL stars, some NBA stars and stuff. Like, what are some of the benefits? Like, talk to me about what, you know, the benefits that you have seen from people who do floating and some of the things that have come out for come out of that floating process. Yeah, I have I have a great example, and uh, I've heard other people chime in on this. So, uh, in my book, a guy named Yassine Dubon, he was an ultra marathon runner, and he would run the hundred mile races, which is just crazy in my opinion. Um, but he used to it used to take him two weeks to recover from um, these crazy ultra marathons, and he found with floating daily, once he was done with the race, he could be back to normal in a week. So he was cutting his recovery in half between the zero gravity, the Epsom salt. Uh, the the recovery for your body is so fast. And then oftentimes you hear the athletes go in and they mentally train and mentally re- rehearse in these float tanks. And I could see why it would be powerful because it's a total thought space. But the, these are kind of some of the common things I've heard with athletes. It's just recovery and then the mental the mental game and the rehearsal. And and honestly, I've uh, when I first I'm trying to think years ago, I was uh, I joined Toastmasters. Are you guys familiar with what that is? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we got that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So yeah, I joined Toastmasters and I was actually just totally scared out of my mind and I couldn't sleep the night before. But I would go in a float tank and just um, rehearse the the speeches I would give and I would actually in my mind I'd play out the scenarios that could happen and the things that could go wrong or could change and that mental prep honestly felt like it made things easier in the actual speech delivery and that's like one of my personal experiences I've had with it. So it is it is powerful. Sure is. Recently, um, I, I do a little bit of radio here in Melbourne, and I was asked 
by these guys who I do the the uh, radio with whether or not it's the same as having a, an Epsom salt bath because you can buy your Epsom salts, buy your bag, chuck it into your bath at home, and you sit there and you know you sit in the bath with your Epsom salts, and you know there could be distractions with kids running in or whatever else. Um, but apart from the the distraction thing, can you let our listeners know what what the most significant difference is between, say, one kilogram of Epsom salts to a bathtub versus seven hundred and sixty kilograms of Epsom salts to a big tank? Yeah, I mean that that is the major defining thing is just the concentration. So the amount of salt in a float tank is the maximum amount of salt that the water can hold. It's uh, it's the salt saturation. Uh, so literally the water is silky and I mean, you guys have floated, so, you know, um, but it's that concentration level. You just couldn't get any more in there. <laughs> so it's gotta be, that's gotta be the main difference. We, we have people that reach out. Did you, did you say it was filthy? What? Did you say it was filthy? No, no, no. Silky. I don't know what I said, but it wasn't but silky. Yeah. Silky. Ah, oh, silky. I was like, <laughs> silky. I was mine was crystal clear. What, what place are you going to, Damo? Oh, no, it's I was like, filthy. mine's crystal clear. What, is, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? Because there's so much salt in there. It's so crystal clear. And you literally try to touch the bottom. And uh, you, you actually have to try to touch the bottom because there's so much salt, it pushes you away from it. Yeah, people are worried about not floating. I'm like, that is the last thing you need to worry about. Yeah. You just don't like. Just don't line your tummy. That's very difficult to breathe. <laughs> yeah, don't don't float face down. That's another thing. <laughs> hey, Shane, let's talk a little bit about the salts. Um, I'm curious, you know, Epsom salt obviously has been around forever and, and people love using that and that's magnesium sulfate. And more recently, it seems like a lot of people using magnesium salts when they have their baths at home and that sort of stuff, which is magnesium chloride. Is there a reason why you use Epsom salt as opposed to magnesium salt and What's the what's the difference between the two in terms of you know if you're having a bath at home and you want to use something? I've heard that the Epsom salt is um, it's it's barely salt. I mean it is, um, but chemically it's barely salt. But it's it's the most forgiving. In fact, it's good for your skin and hair. So that I think that's the reason they went with the Epsom. It's just it's great for skin and hair. So does it grow hair? Is that what? Oh, that would be nice. And no, it doesn't. Sadly, <laughs> I've tested that. <laughs> I'll keep trying. Now I know why has been going once a week. It's, like, it's it not out. working. <laughs> I would float. I would float everywhere every else. My body just So, so Shane, how did? Well, let's go backwards a little bit and from the beginning. What made you decide to? Like, what got you into floating? And what was your story like? in, in, in terms of you know getting into this and even starting a company around floating. Oh, it's a crazy story. I'll try and kind of make it a little quick. But I, I had an absolute nervous panic breakdown maybe 10 years ago. And I, I lost my mind. I thought I was, I thought I had actually gone crazy. I thought I had schizophrenia. It was really, really, really bad. And between um, therapy, meditation, medication, I tell all the story in my book, The Float Tank Cure. But through all these therapies, I found my way back to some mental health. And it was a long, a long road. And I had one of my uh, psychologists, he just said, you should start meditating and try guided meditations. And guided meditations for me worked so well because it guided my mind on how to relax. Um, and I would do it every night and life got a lot better. And typical American, I tried to find a better way to meditate. And that's when I stumbled onto float tanks. But at the time, I mean, float tanks six, seven years ago were really weird. But I, I fell in love with this video and this idea that you could go in a tank and meditate effortlessly. And it was, you know, at that time in the U.S., there were like 30 float centers. Now there's 320. 
but at that time there wasn't even a float center in my state and i honestly decided to build a tank out of like diy materials in my basement and it was it, that's how i got into float tanks and i put these plans up on how i built it online and all of a sudden people all around the world started building this tank in their basement in float centers and then that's when I met my partner and we made the float tent to make it even more affordable. But it's so weird how I got here. But it, I mean, it's been a priceless journey. Looking, it made no sense when I was in the journey, but now it makes total sense. So it was really cool. That's, um, it, it is kind of cool that you can just, it's amazing. We, we, I think Lawrence, Brett and I were talking recently about all great ideas starting in the garage or in the basement. So you think about Apple and you think about Tesla, you think about all these great ideas, maybe the float tank or tent could in fact be the next greatest idea of all time. So uh, we'll stay <laughs> friends with you for a long time, Shane, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> good, good plan. <laughs> hey, what a, not, a, not a bad thing to be doing. Um, there are people popping up with little pods, and obviously we're talking tanks here. You know, we're talking like a big pool. The pod thing versus the tank thing, obviously that's just got something to do with the feeling. Is this something that you could have in your own home very easily? Is it something it's achievable? How do you go about cleaning the salt tanks? Like, you know, there's, there's, I suppose, a number of different questions. You know, can you just reuse the water? Is, is this something that's going to be expensive for people to do regularly if they're doing it at home, or is it just you know, better for a cost perspective, just to go to a, you know, a location that offers it. You know, there's, there's a total, there's a total scale. And if you're floating once a week, the center seems to be the right choice. But as soon as you want to start going more than once a week, as long as you don't want that spa experience, you can get a, you know, a float tank in your home. And I hate to self promote, but honestly, the float tent is the, the affordable solution for the home. Our, our tank starts at about $2,000. Uh, once you get the tank set up your water, once you put the salt in, you can get Honestly, you can get a couple years out of the water if you, you know, filter, clean, and maintain it. Uh, you can get easy a year, but it's it's totally achievable in the home now, and it hasn't been up until a, a few years ago when we started. Uh, if the next the next tank in line is about ten thousand dollars, and they make great tanks that you can get in your home. They're called traditional style. Um, the skate pod, the Samadhi tank. There's there's options, but it's home floating has become very achievable. Oh, sounds like my kind of bath, don't I? Just keep the water for two yeah, years. I'll see you later. But now you can filter it and clean it, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Shane, what's the biggest challenge with getting people to float? Like, I, I kind of feel like pitching floating to someone is kind of a bit like Jerry Seinfeld and George Costanza trying to pitch their show about nothing to the producers. You know, like, you, you're sort of trying to say, you know, people think they have to go and do something, whether it's meditation or massage or, you know, you feel like you need to do something in order to get a result. But the, but the float tank's almost kind of the exact opposite. And, you know, my experience with it was I felt more relaxed after doing the float for an hour than I would after having a massage for an hour. So how do you convince people of that? Like, what are people's biggest challenges around it? It's hard. I have a lot of family members who to this day haven't even floated. Um, but on, one of the reasons I wrote the book is because people would come up to me all the time and be like, hey, you know, why, what, what would be a good reason to float or should I float? Or, And there's so many reasons. It could be from, you know, um, anxiety, panic, to spiritual exploration, to athletics, to you name it. I mean, people, there's a lot of reasons to float. And that's why I wanted to kind of cover them in a book and something that people could read in a night or two. Uh, and I've found that it's really hard to sell people that are just kind of kicking the tires that aren't really interested in relaxing. They're just kind of caught up in the rat race. It's hard to, it's hard to get them in the tank, especially if they want to do something and you're telling them not to 
do anything. So maybe it's a results thing. When they see the results, they'll eventually want to join. But there's a lot of people who are like, so you don't do anything in there? It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the point. <laughs> you, mean, you mean there's no, ne- there's no Netflix in there? Yeah. No Facebook there anymore. Um, so tell me about uh, with the floating itself. Like how long is a recommended time? I'm not sure if you spoke about this already. And what is the greatest insight that you got from floating? Like, or maybe an idea that came out of just floating? Oh, why you're floating, oh, sorry. Good- that's a good question. Uh, the, the first one is uh, floats are typically an hour. Uh, most centers are going to book you for an hour. They offer 90s, two hours. And you want to know what's crazy? A lot of float centers book people overnight and people do eight, 10 hour floats. So what? I mean, some people are just Whoa. really into it. I know. Isn't wow. that crazy? I have, I have a home float tank and I don't think I've hit over four hours. Wow. So, <laughs> so we're not yeah, talking like the these 20 is... minute things here. We're talking for no, a this, wow. isn't a, this isn't a quick lunch break thing. But they're like uh, sleeping least, most of that time, hour. right? Surely. I, I've never really totally fallen asleep in a float tank. I mean, almost um but some people yeah sleep easily um but i'm not sure i i don't know how many people sleep and how many don't but it's i mean it's so it's just zero gravity it's really relaxing and comfortable um on the on the inside while floating that's pretty awesome um i've had some great ideas i don't know if i can draw one right off the bat i i what's one thing i would mention is so a lot of times when you think about things in your life um emotions come up and I feel I feel like in a float tank, it's I can really access the emotions and really feel them. And I don't that I'm not trying to sell float tanks. I'm just saying there's no distractions, and it's you're just totally with yourself, and it's it feels just more raw and real. And I've and just thinking through things in my life, I've had some pretty big breakthroughs emotionally as weird as that is to say well shane i know one of the things that's uh, the passion project you're doing right now is is on on the float tank here um and you know do you want to talk to us a little bit about that because you know you you know we've been friends for for over a year and and one of the things that you, you know i know about you is that you you know you you have this this passion to make a massive impact on people's lives and i think one of the things that you that you do that you obviously have this passion to share this message of floating um and uh, you you're creating a documentary could you tell us walk us through why you're actually creating this documentary what is it for and what do you hope to gain dude so honestly right now you know we send tanks all over all the time and there are people having these humongous breakthroughs um especially in the way of people on medication uh, panic, anxiety, PTSD, fibromyalgia. In fact, fibromyalgia is the autoimmune pain disorders. And there are people getting off pills that have been on them for 10 years. And I'm surrounded by these stories everywhere. And I, I'm typical American. I hop on Netflix, Amazon at night and watch shows. Actually, we just finished Seinfeld, by the way. Um, but <laughs> great show, great show. On these, it is. Um, but on these major streaming services, floating is not represented and it's bugged me for so long that I finally decided to just throw my hat in the ring and I've I'm raising the money mainly through uh, float centers but also you know people who just want to be a part of something awesome and I want to bring all these stories mainstream now I mean there's documentaries about hot sauce and weird things and for it just feels wrong that floating's not there and it's really improving people's lives so it's, it's got to be there and that's kind of what the goal is and as of today I think we're 60 something percent funded so we're, we're going for seventy thousand. that was like bare minimum what we could shoot a great documentary for and we are getting close but any support would be greatly appreciated or sharing of the project if you're just into it just sharing it with your 
your people would be great. So basically what we're, what's happening to you is that you just need to raise the funds. Obviously, I mean, filming a documentary is not an easy task. It's, it's, it's time consuming, but also to uh, financial financially, it's expensive to hire great cameramen and also great, uh, you know, storytelling too as well. So um, what is the, tell us a little bit about the documentary on what it's going to be about. Like in terms of yes. obviously he's going to go, is it going to go through video uh, testimonials? Like what, what's the direction? I'm, 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 I love this because you, you get to talk to us a little bit about like the direction as a director or a producer of a film. Where do you see the, the film going? Yes. Yeah, so what we're going to do is first we're going to um, pull all the float centers and every float center has like an epic story or an epic breakthrough of someone who had a major life altering shift. Um, that goes into the that they go into these float centers. So we're gonna get we're gonna get all of those we call them film candidates. Uh, then what we're gonna do is have um, we're gonna kind of crowdsource people who are suffering from these very very um, healable things. Um, you know, anxiety, panic, PTSD, fibromyalgia. We're gonna get a, a pretty big handful of those candidates as well, and we're gonna pay for about thirty people to float thirty times. Um, and then we're, we're not going to just, you know, here, you know, here's the only stories that worked. We're going to show the great ones, uh, the okay ones, and we're going to show some that didn't work because we want to be totally authentic. Um, and so that's the process, existing stories, and we're going to create new stories. And then we're going to travel around the country and capture these stories in these float centers doing kind of interview style um, documenting. Is that what it's called? <laughs> it's going to be fun. So- Shane, just a quick one before we wrap up. Um, you know, what do you think is the future of float tanks? Like, you know, we, we look back at the old quotes from like there was the guy from Mercedes who said that, you know, the limit of uh, cars in Europe was about a dozen because that was the limit of the amount of chauffeurs they had. You know, there was a guy from IBM who said there was only going to be about half a dozen computers because they took up a whole room. <laughs> and so what, if we look forward for float tanks, you know, do you think is this something that's going to be in everyone's home or do you think it's always going to be something that's a bit more niche? Like, where do you think it's going to go? Yeah, well, just, just, I mean, given how fast uh, centers are popping up, like I was saying, um, in five years or so, 300 have popped up. Um, but so, so float centers are going to be everywhere. Gary Vanderchuk, Lawrence, when we were at the uh, Mastermind Talks, mm-hmm. and he talks about meditation is the next big thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the meditation, the holistic yoga, I feel like floating is going to be one of those staples. And as far as, far as I'm concerned, um, home floating is always going to be a slice of people that want to float. But it's just expanding so fast that I, I, I don't have a I couldn't guess at numbers or where it's going to go. But everyone knows about floating now. It seems like everyone's at least heard of it. And at, at one time five years ago, it was just the weirdest thing you've ever heard of. So it, it's really come a long way. I, I don't know how far it'll expand. I think Shane, you need to have the vision of uh, having a float tank in every every home. <laughs> like that, Bill Gates. That, that's the that's the vision. That's the vision. That is that's um, audacious. <laughs> yeah. So um, Shane, tell us how you how do people um, go find you and all, and just, just even just even help you with the project and 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 you know create this documentary that you're talking about. Yeah, I would love any support sharing. If you want to throw a little towards it, it would anything helps. Um, the w- the site which will jump you over to the Kickstarter is floatingdocumentary.com. Uh, and then you'll see the Kickstarter. We're getting very close. Um, and then as far as me personally, I, I just have a little personal site, shanestott.com. And if you're interested in float tents, so the affordable you know, float tank for your home, uh, zenfloatco.com is where you go for that. But yeah, whatever you're interested what, in. Shane, and, 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 where and do you ship we, in the world? Do you ship all around or do you ship in everywhere? America? Everywhere. Okay, cool. No, we, we ship everywhere. A lot of tanks have gone to Australia. So Awesome. 
Yeah. And in fact, if we we have some stretch goals on our Kickstarter where we want to visit Australia and kind of capture the floating scene over there. So with enough push, with enough luck, we might be there, which would be really cool. That'd be awesome, buddy. I would love to have you over. Uh, guys, thank you so much uh, um, for you know listening to this podcast. Shane, thank you so much for your insight on floating. I've learned a ton. And uh, there's, you know, it's a topic that you know, most people are not talking about yet. And uh, you know, it could be the next best thing. So thanks again for being on the podcast. Guys, make sure you go on facebook.com slash wellnessguys with the wellness couch. Like us there and make a comment on this particular podcast. And share this podcast with your friends, friends, and other strangers you think need a wellness update. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, please leave a great rating and a comment on there and for shane stuff uh we, we he sent uh, three websites there we'll definitely put that in the show notes so make sure you go visit those uh to check out more information until next week we begin creating wellness into our lives lead by example let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guy show this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.